Can I say? Today's Sunday, Chavdalad Menachemov. Friday morning, we learned Maimed. And officially, the program is that we finished the Maimed in one event, one day. But not always is it realistically possible. Now, because of technical reasons, there's no Maimed. There's no Maimed from Pashas Ekev in Tavshin Memvav, which is the year of my modern that we're learning. So I took a Maimed from Yudal from 1951. It's a longer Maimed. So on Friday, we did a portion. Can't call it a half. We did a portion. And today we need to do the remaining two portions. I told you on Friday the Maimah is divided up into three. So let me see if I can bring you into the world of a Maimah. We're in the middle of the Maimah, but I, I trust that you won't feel it, that you're you know, being brought into a second part of a, of a two-part Indian where you're confused and lost. Hopefully I'll make it fresh and current. We learned a Pasuk in Shirashirim that says, Shcherani v'novo. Shcherani v'novo means I am black and I am beautiful. The neshama in this world says to what he calls B'nei Sirish the neshama l'mayla, I am black and I am beautiful. The connotation of course is the neshama l'mayla is in such a good place. The neshama down here is in such a compromised place. And relatively speaking, the neshama down here in comparison to the neshama in Malchus of Atzilus is called black. So the neshama down here sends a text, an email, a tweet, I don't know whatever it is called, to the Malchus of Atzilus, and says, I'm black, but I'm beautiful. Not I'm also beautiful, I'm more beautiful than you. And the Rebbe explained, on the one hand, it seems reasonable that Lamaila in Atzilus they have more Ava and they have more Yidah. They love the Evishta more and they fear the Evishta more. It's a no-brainer. Obviously, if you live in Atzilus with no Klippa and the Evishta, but the Rebbe calls it in the Maimon, Giluim, this godliness that's experienced consciously and directly, so forth. Obviously, you're closer to the Evishta, you have more love and you have more fear. Says the Neshama Lamata to Malchus of Atzilus, Shcherani, I don't love like you love. I don't fear like you fear, I'm more beautiful than you in my love and in my fear. How could it be? How could an Hashem in this world that can't come close to the kind of Ahava and the kind of Yidah that an Hashem of Atzilus has? And the Rebbe explained. He says, down here in this world, we can't possibly love the Hashem the way they know the Hashem But there's something about the love that exists here that they simply don't know Lamayla. And that love is called Tzimo'in, thirst. The love that comes from not having and wanting. And the Rebbe makes the argument that the Ahav of Tzimoyim, the love of wanting when you don't have, exceeds any level of love of having. And therefore, I'm black and beautiful. I don't love like you do, but there's something about my love which is greater than your love. Then it came to fear. It got very complicated. Remember those Oisius? Etzim and Mahus. The Rebbe says, again, of course, an Ashaman of Thiels have greater Yidah than we'll ever have. Because Yidah requires Das and Hakoda, it's not enough Havona. But there's something about the Yidah down here that they don't have Lamaila. And that is, and now I'm using my own words, I'm pushing saving time, the Yidah that they have Lamaila is based on the Teva of the Nishaman, the nature of the Nishaman. And the Yidah that they have Lamata is based on the Mahus of the Nishaman, which means the power and the possibility of the Nishaman or the free will of the neshama. Sure, up there they have much greater fear than we have down here. But down here the fear is a choice. The Loshan that the Rebbe employed in the Maimon is, is 
there's a putting yourself aside in fearing the Abisha down here, which Lamaila does not exist. This is what we learned on Friday. This is a chazor. If you hear Friday, you know this is what we learned on Friday. This leads us to the second point. And again, as I told you, the Maimed has three concentric circles. There's the outside, there's the inside, and there's the center. We learned the center. Now we're going to learn the middle. And then we're going to, with Hashem's help, we're going to learn the outermost part of the mind. The Rebbe introduces us to a new concept. And I want to, of course, introduce it beforehand. I'm going to learn with Hashem's help inside. And the new concept is the question of Hiskashrus versus Dveikus. And of course, most of you are thinking, who cares? My napkin in Hiskashrus versus Dveikus. Dveikus means attachedness to the Abishta. Hiskashus means a bond with the Abishta. Tied to the Abishta. Sounds the same to me. But the Rebbe says no. There's a big difference between Dveikus and Hiskashus. How do you translate Dveikus in English? In all the fancy translations, they use the word cleaving. You know what's great about the word cleaving? No one has a clue what it means. It's great. Anytime you use a word, no one understands. And yeah, of course. You might as well use the Hebrew. A guy, a younger man is working on a class. He calls me up. He says, how do I translate Kabbalah Sale in English? I said, the translation of Kabbalah Sale in English is Kabbalah Sale. There is no translation. It's a simple, there's no, it's not you don't have the words. The words don't exist. I translate Bittl in English. There's no Pushnish Kabbalah. Dveikus. Dveikus. Dveikus, the root of the word Dveikus is Dovek, which means to be attached, like an adhesive, like a glue. But in Kabbalah, Dveikus has a very specific connotation. The connotation of Dveikus is that one thing is attached to a second thing naturally. Or to say it even deeper, one thing is attached to another thing because it's simply a reflection of it. Light and a source is Dveikus. Light that comes from the source is dveikus. It's not because it's been attached to the source, but because its identity is dveikus. What happens to light if you separate it from its source? Apiteta. It disappears. It's not like physical light. It, the sun will blow up. You'll have eight minutes of sunlight. If the source disappears, the light disappears instantaneously. Because it's not the pshat, there is light that is dovok. Light is dveikus. That's what it means. So how can you find a physical translation for a word that represents an idea that Pasha doesn't exist for Gashmas? Dveikus. You know what's Dveikus? You and your appearance. That's Dveikus. Wherever you go, you carry around your image. Can't escape it. Hope you like what you see in the mirror. But that's what people see. You're not your countenance. You're not how you look. Or to use a mystical term, you're not your light. But you cannot go any place except if you live in total darkness and not radiate that light. Wherever you go, your toya, atmuna, your play, your ponim goes with you and it radiates, it reveals who you are. So what people see when they look at you is dovok in you. Not dovok in you, that someone pasted on an image. <laughs> there's a person and then there's how he looks and they put the two together. That's not how it is. Dveikas is a natural bond. Dveikus means two things that are one, not because they became one, but because one is simply a reflection of the next. Kesher means tying two things together. And the very idea of tying two things together indicates that they were one separate. So this Maimir will now explore the difference between Dveikus and Iskashas. And of course, just like in our first idea, there is Lamaila 
and there is Lamata. And Lamata, Shchairani, down here is dark, but we say Shchairani, the Nova. We're going to reapply that same concept to the terms Dveikus and Iskashas. And we're going to say, Dveikus, a natural bond between two things, is a very powerful bond. But Keshe, when you take two things that are not naturally bound, and you tie them together, there is something about tying two things together that are naturally not tied together that exceeds even that's stronger and more and deeper than the dveikas of two things that are naturally together. You understand? That's how the maima develops. Just like we talked about the shcheira niva nova, the advantage of the neshama in this world's ava v'yida, in spite of the fact that it's shocher, we're going to apply the same idea now to dveikas and iskashas. Verstanden? Yeah, without my glasses, I can't even see a nod. But I'm assuming you all nodded. You're all paying attention. By the way, there's only one rule about a nod. That after your head goes up, it goes down, you should come back up. Otherwise, we got a problem. Okay, we're on page Kufchavov. Please. To explain the issue which we have not yet learned. We must first preface. Explaining the statement of the Zeya. There are three knots, three kshodim, that are tied one to another. The moment you use the terminology kesher, that implies that they're not naturally one. They're being bound together. Now this is a big chiddush. We would think that taira is simply the oil of the eivishter and dovak and the we would think that Neshamas Yisrael in a different way, who kaimish mekayim vechisenachem, are dovak and eivishter. Says the zayar no. There may be a Madrega of Teir and Hashem is soul, which is in Dveikus, but that's not our conversation. We are specifically discussing Teir's relationship with the Eibishter, which is called Keshet, where the Teir is separate. And the Eibishter is separate, and you tie them together. And where Yidin are separate, and Teir is separate, and you're tying them together. And the Zeir says, there are many levels in each of these bonds. Eibishter and Teir, and Teir and Yidin, mysterious secret levels and revealed and overt levels. In other words, that even on the hidden and mystical and secret levels, there's still a separation that requires a tying together. In other words, don't think that the sosim is dovok and the galia is kosher nishtazai. Even in sosim, even the secret mysterious levels, there are places and aspects and ideas where there's no dvekis, natural attachedness, and therefore you have to have discussions, which is a, a created connection. Vahainu says that the idea of tying two separated things together. It's not only that the hidden levels of a yid, the higher faculties of the neshama are tied to the yibishter, the neshama that's revealed. In other words, the neshama comes into this world. Shem Kechasagiloi, which are the revealed faculties of the soul. They too are attached to the Abishtah. For later, Agmanigay never shall look at this not only the divine soul attached to the Abishtah. El Al Yodah, moreover, through the Neshama, Hinigam Kechasagiloi, Shel Nevishabahamis, the animal soul of a Yid is also Miskashron tied. Beir I said to the Tayyab, Bukhutubrikhun to the Abishtah, that ever wants to understand why. How can you speak of a Neshama? The way the Neshama is in the Guf, moreover the Nefeshah Bahamas, and say it's tied to the Abishta. And the answer is because we're using the word tied as opposed to the word cleaved or cleaving. The Rebbe answers. The Hine Lashain is 
What does the word to tie miskashon denote? Shayichrak b'shnei dvorim sheim nefradim zemizeh is applicable when you have two things that are separate. When you have one thing, that this one thing naturally has a light which radiates from it, you wouldn't call it the tying of two things together. You would instead use the word cleaving. Your countenance is not tied to you, it's, uh, it's cleaved to you. It's, it's one with you. The light of the Eivishter is not tied to the Eivishter, it's Dovak and the Eivishter. Like light and source. Light is not distinct from the moir. Where you would have to say that there was light and there was a source and they're tied together. And by the way, about physical light, you could say that. Yechzidah says that the fact that the sun produces light, the sun doesn't have a choice whether the light is going to shine or not. If there's a sun, the light must shine. Is that I that the light is not in the ownership of the sun? Because the sun owned the light, the sun could say, Today I'm not in the mood. The sun doesn't have that option. Is that I that the sun is one thing? And the idea that the sun produces light is a totally separate thing. So perhaps you can use the Lush Neskashas. When you're talking about the Abishta and the Abishta's light, you can't use the word Neskashas. The light exists because the Abishta exists. And if the Abishta wanted, the light wouldn't be. So you would have to say, It's only a revelation of the source. You wouldn't use the word that the light and the source are tied to each other. They're cleaved to one another. In other words, light is cleaved and one with the yet. The same is true of the neshama. And of course, we can also assume if it's true of the neshama, it's certainly true of the teira. That is the madrega of the neshama. And there's a madrega of Teira that you can't call tied to the Eivishter. Tied to the Teira. But he begins to make his It's one with Olokos. That an Eshama down here doesn't have the ability. Look four lines at the top of the page. Down here in this world, at best, we can be tied to the Eivishter. An Eshama Lamaila is not tied to the Eivishter. It's double. It's glued, it's cleaved to the Amish. Five lines on the top of the page. So the Shama comes into the world and becomes an entity onto itself. Then you can use the terminology, the denotation, the illusion of tide. In other words, when the Shama is in its state of purity, you can't call it tied to the Amish, you call it a reflection of the Amish, it's cleaving to the Amish. So this Zoya just got very interesting. When the Zoya says, There are three knots that are tied to one another. The Abish is tied to the Tater. Right away you understand that the essence of Teira is not in the conversation. And the essence of a Neshama is not in the conversation. Because the essence of Teira is not tied to the Eivish it's Dovak and the Eivish And the essence of a Neshama is not tied to the Teira, it's Dovak and the Teira. In other words, this entire conversation about knotting two things together is on that Madrege where you can speak of them as two separate things. There's the Yid, the Teira, and this Klayochal and Eivish The Yid, as a Metzias of Yid, is only, in quotes, tied to the Teira. 
Dargas sosem v'gaila, the revealed neshama and even the hidden neshama is tied to the teda. The revealed teda and the hidden teda, and the teda also is tied to the avishta. We're speaking about that madrega of teda that is sufficiently a matias that you cannot say that it's dovek and of course you're going to say that it's in the state of discussions. You understand? Now, if I ask you a dumb question, so which is better, dvekas or discussions? So if you hadn't learned this maimed, you would obviously say dvekas is better. Vegas is a natural bond. It's so natural a bond, you can't even call it a bond. Because you don't really have two things. You and your countenance, you and your appearance are not two things. Your appearance is how you appear. Your light, as Hasidus and Kabbalah would call it. As opposed to Hiskashus, which is tying two things together. It says the Rebbe, that's true, but... It's certainly true that Vegas is a more natural connection then his kashas, which is a binding together of two things that are naturally not bound, creating a connection where no connection naturally exists. But, I'm black and I'm beautiful. That when you have to create the connection, because the natural connection isn't there, it's conceivable that the connection which is created artificially exceeds the connection which exists naturally. You understand? His cashes is lower than Vegas, but it can reach higher than Vegas. If you've ever learned Tanya, that ever brings in many places that have Lashon Kafu doubled and redoubled. When do you have to tie something twice? When the knot was, the string was cut, when you put it back together in the Moka Makesha, the place where it's bound, it's the strongest. Because you can't just glue it back together, you have to tie it and tie it twice. So as it turns out, the place that was separated before is more attached than the place which was never separated in the first place. The same is true. You're talking about Yidin and Teda, Teda and the Ebishter. In the Madrege, where Teda is a Metzius, and Yidin is a Metzius, and Teda is a Metzius, and therefore you cannot say Vekas, but this Kashras, this Kashras is lower than Vekas, but it reaches higher. I'm black and I'm beautiful. I'm separate from the Ebishter, but my love of longing and my fear of Anochas Atzmusei of personal choice is lower than but has an advantage over the love and fear in the Shama has Lamaila which is in a state of Vegas. Okay, we're going to page Kufchaftes. Okay, Sivdalat. Now I, I want to explain to you what the Rebbe does here. And it, it's important that you get this straight. He skips a step. The Rebbe does not talk about the connection between a yid and the Teda through his kashas. You know why? He already explained it. When the Rebbe gave the explanation of I'm black and beautiful, that the neshama down here is further from the Abishtin, but there's an advantage in its Ava and its Yira over neshama Lamaila, this is his kashas. In other words, the neshama, Malchas Avatzilas, is Dovak and Elikus, is cleaving to godliness, whatever cleaving means. When a neshama comes down here and it becomes separate from the Abishtin, has to become reattached, has to be tied. To the Abishtah, and as Amaima taught us, there is an advantage over the tying of the Neshama Lamata to the Abishtah down here to the Dvekas of the Neshama Lamaila before the Neshama was ever brought out into this world. And the Rebbe continues, you understood? I'm continuing to read that. Just as the first tying of a Neshama with the Abishtah, Yeshmaila Behiskashis. There's an advantage of the Neshama Lamata. It's interesting, he says, Neshama the Kuchabricho. Because Lachayda, he means Yisrael the Meiraisa. But okay, let's not notice this detail. Just like we discussed in the black and beautiful piece, 
But the Rebbe does not explain it. It's self-explanatory. That Neshama down here is not Dovak and Elkus. It's only tied to the Ebishter. Same is true about the second bond. And what is the second bond? There's a level of Teda, which is Dovak and Elkus. But that is a level of Teda, which is only tied to the Ebishter. And we say that there's an advantage over the lower level of Teda, which is only tied to the Ebishter over the higher level of Teda, which is Dovak and Elkus. Why? Because we make the tie. That's the pshat. The tie by itself is a tie. We, when we add to the tie, it becomes like a kesha kafalum chupal with the milas. Yesh maila beiskashas hatayra. There is an advantage to how the toyra is tied to the abishter over how the toyra is cleaving with the abishter. But where is that advantage? Lemata dafko. The toyra as we know it doesn't look very godly. When we tie that toyra to the abishter, there is an advantage over that tie tater with the Eivishter, over the Madrega of tater, which is not Shadavak and Elikus. He now says the Rebbe four lines from the bottom of page Kufchov Tess. Though it's true that tater in essence is the wisdom and will of God Almighty. Harei. Emphasis. The tater as we know it down here in this world. Nevelis means things that fall from a tree. You have a tree that's producing a crop and the chveisfas, the cherries, will be ripe in September. Naivlis means those that fall off early. They're not very useful. Teda is called Naivlis Chachma Shalmaila. Teda. The Teda we have is what fell from heaven to earth. Mibachinat Chachma Shalmaila from Chachma Lizanai. Kemaima, like it says in Medrash. Naivlis, what falls from Chachma Shalmaila, the superior wisdom. This is the Teda we have. And the Rebbe says, in case you don't understand, I'm going to explain it to you. Teda is brought to the level of human intellect. and discusses worldly things. They turn the page, please, to page Kuf Lamed. Arguments shall check it of deception and falsehood. It's possible for us to learn Teda. And he's so busy with what? With the donkey and the cow or the ox and the cow and the calf. And the Rishos HaYochet, and the Rishos HaRabim, and the Karmelis, and the Makam Tur. It's also physical. There's something even worse. A person should learn Teda, not only forgets the Ebishter, but the more he learns, the worse it is. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, the, Rebbe doesn't, the Rebbe doesn't want to spell it out. He doesn't want to say, double it becomes some of us. A person could learn Teda and forget the Abishtah. But then there's a person, the more he learns, the more poison he's consuming. Teda could be Rachmanalus. It says, Vesamtam. Samtam is very Eila. So the Gemara says, Samtam. 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 The Teda can become Sam. Zochanasli Sam Chaim. Sam is spelled with a shin smallest. But here he says, Vesam with a Samach. Because they're interchangeable. Why is this? Down here in this world, Teda is a Metziah. And therefore, because Teda is a Metziah, in other words, when you learn Teda, you're understanding ideas. So the fact that behind it is Abishta, which is Dvekas, is covered over. He says, This is true not only in Nigla, it's true in this Nechsidus. But... He calls it Sosim Galia Shebe Sosim. Sosim Shebe Galia. How you have the secrets of Nigla. Sosim Shebe Sosim. The secrets are the secrets of Teda. This is Teda, eh? This is Teda, which is light, which is Takad Vegas. 
potatoes we have it down here is separate from the Yebishter and therefore you can have all kinds of uh, problems because as potato comes down into this world it becomes a material it takes on a form of ideas and ideas that are physical and so forth and so on and therefore the Dvekas is gone now let's see if we can do a little bit of a leap over here Vihine, I'm now about 10 lines from the top of the page at the end of the line. Vihine. You see what I'm reading? 10 lines into the page. Please ask your neighbor for help. Since the symptom was complete removal of the line, had a move and consequently, as we know it, after the Abish's concealment, you cannot call it naturally attached to the Abish that even though in essence it is, tied, separate and attached. How much more so as we know it in this world? You cannot speak of that as being attached to the Abish naturally like a face to a body. You can say it's a separate thing which has been attached. Davening can become Tome. That's what the Lokha Trila says. Mitzvahs can become Tome. Tere cannot become Tome. Does not reveal itself all the way down into this world. Like Hasidus explains the difference between Teda and Davening and Teda and Mitzvah. When it comes to Davening, we do say you have to go to the Mikveh because of Hachonah and so forth. When it comes to Mitzvah, Mitzvah is even worse than Davening because it's connected to physical things which can be abused. Teda is a bit above all of these things. Eight lines from the bottom of the page, please, at the end of the line. It may be true. Because Tevez compared to fire, doesn't become Tommy. Because Tevez compared to fire, it's not as contaminable as a physical thing associated with a mitzvah. But at least in a hidden way, it's in this world. You cannot say about the Tevez that it's naturally attached to the Ebesh, that it's a separate thing which has been reattached. And the Rebbe continues, I am holding Rabbi say seven lines from the bottom of page Lamet. Seven lines in the bottom of page Lamezog de Rebbe Omnom Dafke Beiridas Hatera Lamata. Only when the Tera comes on into this world. Shazi Bechinis Kashla, it's only tied to the Abish, they're not cleaving with the Abish. Nimshachba, you can add to the Tera, Mebechinis Atmosin Zebarahu, the essence of the Abish, which is even higher than the Tera, which is in the state of Vekas. We said by Yidin. A Yid down here in this world is not Dovak. He's only kosher in the Eivish. But we say Shechera and even Nova. I'm black and beautiful. The same can be said of the Teda. The Teda down here is only tied to the Eivish. It's not one with Eivish. But when a Yid learns it and connects the Teda to the Eivish, but Derech Kesha, by way of a knot, through Avoida, he makes the Teda more than the Teda is Lamaylo. Yidin are the ones who accomplish it. First of all, Yidin become attached to the Abish. How the Yidin become attached to the Abish? Tera ties Yidin to the Abish. In other words, what we learned about on Friday that in the Shamadan here is Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Tera teaches a Yid Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Says that Rebbe three lines from the bottom of the page. The way it works is first the Jew needs Tera. First the Jew needs Judaism. And then Tera needs the Jew. The Judaism needs a Yid. First, Teda comes to the Eibishter, and then we retie the Teda to the Eibishter on a level which is the natural connection between Teda and the Eibishter by itself. And he brings a series of Amare Chazal that are very, very famous that bring out this point. 
the Teda by itself has limits. And when the Yid learns it, he adds the Teda, something which is beyond all limits. First of all, when a Yid starts learning Teda, he learns Teda to connect himself to the Abishta. Then he says the person learns Teda to connect the Teda with the Abishta, which is even higher. And I'm going to make him a kid. I'm just going to tell you one word. There's a Maimir, which is brought, I think, in Sefer Abar. And Chesidus brings it from several Svarim. That says, and I quote, David HaMalach connected the Teda with the Abishta. Or a more familiar Lashem, what does it mean to learn Teir Lishma? Learn Teir Lishma. There's a lot of titles with Teir Lishma, but the highest title in Teir Lishma is L'Shema Teira. When you learn Teira, you're doing the Teira a favor. How when a Yid learns Teira, doing the Teira a favor? And the answer is because the highest Madreyas of Teira are quote only Vegas, <laughs> only naturally attached. When a Yid in this world learns Teira, he adds to the Teira which is only naturally Vegas the Keshe Kafalim just like the Shechidah even the Neshama, that when it's in blackness, it's able to reach higher when a Yid down here learns Teda. First of all, you learn Teda because without Teda you wouldn't know what a Jew is and what it means to be a Jew. But ultimately, a Yid learns Teda and his learning Teda is attaching Teda to the Mabishim. So the way you would put it is you have Dveikas is higher than Hiskashras. And through Avoida, there could be Hiskashras which is even higher than Dveikas. Okay? So this is the second point in the Maimon. And there's a, there's a very, very obvious pattern, right? The first point was, is you're in a lower level, but you have a greater beauty. And the second point is, you're a lower level, but you can reach even higher than the higher level. Dveikas is lower than, I'm sorry, his kashas is lower than Dveikas, but it can reach higher than Dveikas. Is everybody on board? Yeah? Now we go to the very, very outer rim of the Maimon, which is the beginning and the end, which means you have to go to the first page. The first page is page Kuf Chofei. And the Rebbe asks a bunch of questions. What are the questions? It says, I'm reading from the beginning of the Maimed, please. And it will be when or if you will listen and he, all of these mitzvahs, you will guard them, which means you won't do any of it. And you will do them, which means you do mitzvahs say. So when you guard and do the Abishta's mitzvahs, the will guard for you. Esabris means the covenant. Vesachazet means the kindness. Ashenishbu, which he swore to your parents. And the Rebbe says that three words, chesed, bris, and shvua, all mean an undeserved kindness. What does bris mean? A covenant. When do you make a covenant? When you want a connection that's more than should naturally be. What is kindness? You're giving somebody who doesn't deserve. And not, you give somebody who doesn't deserve and you're saying, even though he doesn't deserve, I'm giving him. That's called Rachmanes. Chas doesn't have know who deserves, doesn't deserve. He just gives. And of course, the word Shvua is the same. Why do you make an oath? Why do you make a vow? A Shvua. I, t- I tell you I'm going to do this. Why do I make a Shvua? The Shvua makes the commitment beyond reason. So the Rebbe asks a portion to Kashi. If you will do the Abishta's mitzvahs, he's going to give you schar. If you do mitzvahs and he gets schar, shouldn't it be reasonable? If you'll do what the Abishta wants, he's going to, if you don't do what the Abishta wants, then you get something even though you don't deserve it. But if you do do what the Abishta wants, you should get what you deserve. So he uses three words that all mean one thing. You're getting what you don't deserve. Bris you don't deserve, chesed you don't deserve, shvua you don't deserve. He says, the pastor doesn't make sense. 
If the Pasuk begins Ekev Tishmon, you're getting a schar for mitzvahs, it should say a reasonable schar. Bris Chesed Shvu is not a reasonable schar. It's a very, very good cash. Another question that Rebbe asks is the Lashon Ekev. What does Ekev mean? Ekev means if. The Hebrew word for if is im, not Ekev. Over here we use a funny Lashon Ekev. So we say, why are you using an art Lashon? Say, Vahaya Im Tishmon, when or if you will listen to the Ebesh, then you'll get Bris Chesed and Shvu. Why? So, of course, Rashi brings that Ekev means mitzvah she'odam doshba keva. It means those things that people take for granted. People trample them with their heels. People forget. You want a modern day example of an Ekev? Forgetting to say Ebrachadishena. Forgetting to say Ebrachadishena. Nobody does it on purpose. You're just not paying attention. Ekev, it's a doshba keva. Oh, yeah, what's the video? There's chips on the table, and your children are sitting around, and you walk by, you take a chip, you put it in your mouth. That's Ekev, to make a brach. So, why did it say. So, so, the, so, the, so the, as she says, Ekev means mitzvah shrub bashbakim. So, Rebbe wants to understand this. And the last of the Rebbe's questions is it says, tishmut es hamishpatim. What does the word mishpatim mean? Reasonable mitzvahs. Reasonable mitzvahs get you unreasonable schad. If it says, you can understand the bris chesed and shur. Mishpata means reasonable mitzvahs. If you're doing a reasonable mitzvah, you should get a reasonable schar. Okay, so these are basically the questions, and I just saved myself 10 minutes, because instead of reading this, I told it to you. Okay, so let me repeat quickly what the questions are. V'haya of tishmu'un means you're going to do what the Eibishter wants and you're going to get a reward. If... You do what the Abishta wants and you get a reward, the reward should be reasonable. Neither bris, nor shvur, nor chesed are reasonable rewards. Number two, why the Lashon Ekev? It should say im. And Rashi says Ekev means the mitzvah the person trampled with his heel. What is the significance of that? And finally, that you're guarding to do reasonable mitzvahs. Mishpat means specifically reasonable mitzvahs. If it means specifically reasonable mitzvahs, then it should say that the schar should be reasonable. They're gewaldic akashas. So what's going to be the tenets? I'm black and I'm beautiful. And tying is shorter than cleaving. That's going to be the answer. But how? Let's go to the end of the Maimon. So we're on page. Kuf. Lamed. Don't, don't open the stack. Just turn it over so that the staple is on the left. Vezehu now we understand what it means that there's something called Ekev Tishmon, a Yid does a mitzvah in a madrega of Ekev. And because he does a mitzvah in a madrega of Ekev, the schar is bris chesed and shvur. I'm black, Ekev, heel, and I'm beautiful, bris chesed and shvur. V'shomar avayel lekech alecho, esa bris, v'esa chesed, and I'm assuming you should add the word v'esa shvur, asha nishba v'kem. And he explains, hine, in yin ha bris, what is a covenant? That if one of the two lovers does not behave in their relationship as he should, a covenant means that nothing is going to change this love, even if the love dissipates. Four lines in the top of the paragraph. There is two kindness. Chesed means you give the undeserving, which is called Chesed Ekshet. Chesed of Atig, lay smaller by Atig. Your kindness is unconditional love. Five lines. What does it mean? You make an oath. When you make an I promise and I swear to do something for you, I'm forcing myself, although I have no choice. In other words, all three concepts, Bris, Chesed, and Shvua, are the beyond reason. 
So the Abish says, I'm going to give you a schar. But I'm not going to give you a reasonable schar. I'm going to give you a schar which is beyond reason, which is represented by these three terms, bris, chesed, and shvu. How? You see where I made the chai on the margin? That's what I'm holding. You see where I made chai in the margin? When does a yid reach a condition? With the schar that the Abish gave him is unreasonable, they avoided the vaya eikin. So the Eivishta on a level of Eikev. Eikev doesn't mean if, it means the heel. Vahainu, Shapir, Shakos, of the meaning of the word Eikev is Eni Lashetna. It's not a condition. If. Elashakain, who say that Avaid? This is how it is. Sham Shachas, Bechinath, Shalamayla, Mishnah. So if you want to bring down a connection to the Eivishta beyond reason, Briz, Chesed, and Shrua, it's Bechinath, Eikev, Dakev, being a heel. In other words, his Kasha is stronger than Baker's. When you're on the lowest level, when you are in relationship to the heel, then you get a connection to the Abishta, which is higher than Vegas. That's the Pshat. But that explains that Abedihine, six lines in the bottom of page, Kuflamadal. All of us know the Neshama has two categories. Yisrael Yisrael is the higher levels of the Neshama whose connection to the Abishta is revealed and natural or cleaving. The heel of the Neshama. And the Rebbe says, just like this, higher levels of the Neshama which are naturally attached to Dveikus. And the lower levels of the Neshama called the heel which are in the state of Dveikus. Says the Rebbe, the Gambas, Manamokim, four lines from the bottom. It's true in time and space. We live in Golos. And we live in America. So the idea of Eikim is not just in our connection to the Eibishter. It's the connection of the space and the time in which we live. Connection to the Eibishter. So in Elam, Shana, Nefesh, in all three respects, we're pretty much stuck in the heel, like the Rebbe oftentimes says, Iklise, de Iklise, the heel within the heel. That's pretty exciting. Huh? It makes you feel so happy to be told you are a prime member, a first class member to the club of Iklise, the Iklise, the Mashiach. Okay? Second line from the bottom. And despite of that, you do what the Abishta says. You try to understand the Eibishter and to serve the Eibishter. Last line of the page, you will more particularly. Mishpata means reasonable mitzvahs. Now don't turn any pages. Just turn over the stack to the first page, please. Allah Mishpat, judgment. What does judgment mean? Not judgment means reasonable mitzvahs. Shaha Adam, Shefet, when a yid lives and serves Hashem on the level of a heel, in other words, in spite of the fact that he is a heel, heel is spelled H-E-E-L, not H-E-A-L. It's a different heel. As an Hashem of And you have a mishpat. What's the mishpat? An honest self-evaluation, which the Rebbe now proceeds to bring forward. Hashem is bait, and a person considers betachlis, but he asks why he was created. In his natural disposition. The Nisham is carved out of the Yevish's heavenly throne. Higher than the heavenly throne, the Nisham is higher than Kisya covered his B'ri. The Heidi is Atsilos. A person thinks about how lofty the Nisham is. Four lines in the top of the page. He thinks about where he's holding at the moment. He's stuck in Tumah. His neshama and the need to tell a key is trapped in Tumah. 
And the Gemara says, Vagalula Adam Shkini Ma, the Mandy says. When the Abish goes into Adam, the Shkini goes with him, Chenadal Imesh Let Midzik. We all consider the fact that we have wonderful godly Nishamas, and what we care about is a paid vacation. Is it the mice? Six lines from the top, and nevertheless, had the eighth man he eat him on occasion. Yes, eight, is roused with whole and perfect and peaceful truth. Take it. The Ibish helps. But after all, the Abish's help, but with the Abish's help, we serve the Abish to learn mitzvahs to best of our limited abilities. A person takes honest and painful stock of self. Therefore, notwithstanding how low we are and how good our excuses are. I told you that there was a rabbi who spoke uh, over the internet to the Bible to women in Crown Heights. And he says he has a right. Everybody has a right. Mashiach is coming. The Rebbe's right. Mashiach is coming is because we already finished all the buttons and all the good things. Yeah. All the right. Mashiach is coming because they were helped by You understand? The right. Mashiach is coming. This rabbi said because the Mashiach doesn't come in ten years. There won't be any from a Yidden left. I, I I would love to hear the Rebbe comment on that. Ah, it would be so delightful. Maybe the Rebbe would get upset, but it would be pure delight. They've been saying Yidin are going to become fry for 3,000 years. And guess what? <laughs> we're troubled. We're Am Cheyayref. No question about it. But we're also Am Cheyayref, you understand? Yeah? In spite of all of this, Uzman Umakim, the Iqvist, the Mashiach of Achulit. Iqvist, Mashiach of the Gematri, Internet, and Twitter, and Nochaparazachazachim. Yahweh, Lemaimed, Umatzer, the Tishmon. You listen to the Abish, but you try to understand. And you stop yourself from doing an Aveda. You see, the Rebbe has a very different measure. The Rebbe doesn't measure mitzvahs against Avedas. He measures mitzvahs against nothing. Avedas today is nothing. No, it's a hiccup. It's, a, it's not like it was 500 years ago. Today in Aveda, of course. A mitzvah. This is the Gewaldigste Tzach, was can sein. And the Rebbe says, Tishmu'un, Ushmartem, Asisem is three things to listen and to guard and to do. This is Machshava, Dibun, Amaisa. Tishmu'un means to understand, which is Machshava. Ushmartem means to speak, and he brings the Mamma Chazal that says the same. And Asisem, do Maisa. Go to my Chav base, please. Vayadezeh. When a Yid is in a state of a heel and his connection to the Abishtin is not vacant, it's a Keshet. And the Keshet looks flimsy. But the Keshet is powerful because it's coming from the Madrega of Egev. The again skips the word Vesashua. The Abishta keeps the covenant and the kindness and the oath. That when a yid in this lifetime, with these alamas vestated, with these nisfiyayinis, serves the Abishtad, the bond that it connects to the Abishtad is to use the first center of this mind. I'm black and beautiful. Or to use the second ring of this maimed. I'm not cleaving to the Abishta, but I'm tied to the Abishta. And my tying is stronger than a natural cleaving. And third of all, my connection to the Abishta is bris chesed and shur. It's a connection which cannot be broken because it's not based on a reasonable bond. The Zehu Gamakesha, the Parsha Zul, concludes the Rebbe. This explains the connection of this Parsha, the Sheva de Nechem, because the seven Parshas and the Haftedis we read from after Tisha of Torah Shanabu, we're consoling ourselves for the Khurban. And Ekev is the second one, right? The first one is Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. And Ekev is the second one. 
and it begins with the words Vahoya Akev and the Khazal say Ain Vahoya El Vayahi and it was is not good. The past is never good. Vahoya, it's gonna be the future is always bright. So the Khazal say Vahoya is Lashem Sim. Even the level of the heel. Akev the Neshama and Akev the Zman, Akev the Makam, if it's the Mashiach Ayat Tishmun. And then, the Abish is going to provide from above. And the Rebbe concludes, this should all be brought down to this world physically. The goyme means everything else. Al Adama on this earth, Asher Nishbal Avisachal Os Lachos. Eivish to swore, Eivish to fill up, to give to us. This is the mind.